Hello, this is Jonathan Arndt from American Dream Sports, and today, uh, this might be a little bit of a shorter episode, I'm alone again, um, but this is probably just going to kind of be my thing, and now at this point, I don't know if the boys are ever going to, you know, come back after the first couple episodes, I don't know how interested they're going to be in all of this, but, you know, everyone's got their own schedules, everyone's busy, everyone's working, so maybe if I continue this into the summer, we'll be able to do this a lot more often, but. I apologize for not putting an episode out last week, but with um, Thanksgiving and everything, and I work in retail, so I worked a lot last week with Black Friday and the weekend and everything else like that, so I wasn't able to get any time to put anything in, but hopefully like in the next few weeks, if I don't plan on recording an episode and like um, during the course of a week or during the course of a time, I'll just get on here and let you know when the next time I'm thinking about dropping something is and what I'm talking about. So at least I can give you guys a little bit of a heads up. But I just recently got a message or a note on this that my stuff is now available on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to have to figure out how to put this stuff on Apple Podcasts. I'm going to have to figure out how to get all that stuff done. And I'll also have to figure out different ways to grow this whole thing. But probably won't get too many people to listen to it the way I'm at because I'm pretty inconsistent. But it's all right. Uh, today we're going to be hopping back into the NBA. I know we've been taking a break from the NBA since the Lakers won the finals. We've been talking a lot about the NFL, but now these last few weeks I've been dropping different stuff with like my predictions like halfway through the season and everything like that. But now that uh, the NBA free agency happened and everything, I think it's about time for me to hop back into the NBA circle. Um, we'll start with my hometown team in the box. Uh, the Bucks have signed a multitude of players. Um, you know they've gotten a lot of new guys. Um, they got Drew Holiday. They got DJ Augustine now. Brent Forbes. Um, Bobby Portis. Merrill Hampton. Jordan Nora. I think, actually, I think RJ was just one of those dudes that was involved in the trade. But those are some new guys the Bucks got. They're trying to retool the keep Giannis in Milwaukee long term. They also tried to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, which was Giannis's, like choice player, and they couldn't get it done, whether that was Woj's fault uh, or somebody, uh, one of the members of the Kings organization or one of the members of Bogdanovich's campaign, I guess you could say. Or one of the guys on the Bucks got a little bit too happy with it. I don't know. There's rumors for all of it. There's rumors that Woj dropped it, even though it wasn't supposed to be actually reported, which, of course, means that one team decided to file a complaint against Milwaukee for tampering, which it isn't tampering because there's no actual reports that the Bucks actually just tried to recruit Bogdanovich. It was only reported by Woj that it was official beforehand. So it falls on Woj's shoulders just as much as it falls on anybody else's, whether that got leaked or not. Plus, you've had numerous players from opposite teams, you know, you know, numerous players from opposite teams, you know, talking to each other and 
trying to make offers and acting like things are official and everything, and that has never been considered tampering. So I know the Bucks got hit with the whole tampering with Giannis a while back, um, which, you know, was tampering, I guess. But we'll see what happens. I would assume if there is, they'll probably just fine him or something. I'm hoping they won't make a complete joke out of themselves and actually, like, do something because I wouldn't be surprised if the complaint was filed by a team like Miami or the Lakers or the Clippers or a team like that who thinks they can get Giannis and if they file a complaint for tampering, they can cripple the Bucks in terms of draft picks and money to the point where Giannis has no choice but to leave. Um, or it's just a team or it's just some random team that nobody knows about. I don't know. Um, but I'm not too worried about it. I don't think anything's going to come out of it. Uh, Gordon Hayward signed a really nice contract to play with the Hornets. Dude signed a four-year, $120 million contract. Only the third player in NBA history to sign two contracts worth $30 million a year. It's, of course, him, LeBron, and KD. His agent might be more valuable to... Basketball than he is, but that's not the here nor there. I don't think Gordon Hibbard's like a bad player or anything. Like I think he's gonna put up like twenty three a game with the Hornets, but he's still not worth thirty million dollars. No matter what you cut it, it doesn't matter if the dude averages twenty five points, five rebounds, and five assists a game. He's still not worth thirty million dollars because he might he might give you twenty three points, six rebounds, and six assists a game on you know. 47% shooting, 37% from three, and 85% from the free throw line, but he might only play 50 games on the season. So the dude is just a huge question mark. I don't understand why he got that initial $30 million contract to begin with. Um, He was really good for Utah for a couple of years. He had one Western Conference All-Star appearance, which the way the NBA is going, you'd think one Western Conference is worth as many as like four Eastern Conference because they're paying him, they're paying him like a multiple-time all-star. But he he's not a multiple-time all-star. He's still going to be in the East. I mean, he scored like average like seventeen. Was it like seventeen points a game? Was like the fourth option on the Celtics, which is which is good. Don't get me wrong, but I just him being the focal point of the Hornets. Every team that's going to play him is going to know. Hey, we got to guard this dude because there's not too many weapons on that team. Um. Yeah, you had Davis Bertans signing a what was that? Um his his new his nice new contract. His 5-year $80 million contract with $69 million guaranteed in an annual average salary of $16 million. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Sixteen million a year for Davis Bertans. The dude is a flamethrower. Like that guy can shoot, and he's he's young. He's a younger guy. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he has been playing for the Wizards for a while, which is probably why you haven't heard of him because the Wizards have been anything but. I was gonna say magical, but that's more of a magic pun. Anyway, he hasn't. He's been pretty good. You know, he's been shooting really well these last couple of years. He's definitely a he's a scorer. He's a nice complimentary piece to, you know, the foundation they've got there with Rui and Wall and 
Bradley Beal, but I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd pay him $16 million a year. I, I don't think he's... I think he's overpaid, but I think the Wizards needed to sign him to that kind of contract in order to keep him. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess... I guess you can't really... I mean, you can't really blame him or his agent for wanting to get that money. Um, so, you know... There's nothing, nothing wrong with him trying to chase the bag, you know? Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope signed a new three-year, $39 million contract, $30 million guaranteed, and the average salary of a little of over $13 million. They signed a scrub to a three-year contract worth almost um, $40 million. And I can't believe it. This dude has been basically a scrub basically since he entered the NBA. He's been a bust. Um, He's been mediocre at best. He's very streaky for a team that has that had LeBron, AD, Dwight, JaVale, you know, all these these big guys. You know, and he's supposed to, you know, he doesn't attract any attention. This dude still wasn't that good. Now, he had a really good game in the finals. And he helped and he helped the Lakers close out and win the title. Um but he's not worth He's not worth the three or thirty-nine million dollar contract they gave him. He's just—he's not. Uh, he will earn a base salary of twelve million and carry a cap hit of all of that twelve million and a dead cap of all that twelve million. So if for some reason, uh, this dude just doesn't pan out, which I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. They've got to absorb basically his entire contract because only nine million of that is not guaranteed. So. I don't know how I feel about. I, I don't. I don't like this contract either. This feels like the 2016 free agency when guys like Timofey Mozgov and uh, Bismack Biombo and Nick Batum were making absolute bank for basically no reason. Basically, I think it was because they signed a new contract. Was it a new TV contract or a CBA or something? Or some reason the salary cap just just absolutely just took off and so hey it took off so dude's got their pay um i guess you can't really blame him for that i I guess you know you, you can't really you can't really blame him for any of that you know what i mean so hassan whiteside agrees to a one-year contract with the kings uh, the dude signed a minimum contract with the Kings after leading the league in the in blocks last season. I, I know the general outcry of the people is going to be, this dude led the league in blocks, how is he making the minimum? Um, He's making the minimum because he basically gives minimum effort. I, I like Hassan, and I love Hassan in 2K. I'm, I'm not going to cap, because the dude is super, has super long arms, and when you're playing 2K, like... You can you can try so you can make him like really good because you actually try. I think with heavy minutes, though, this was only a one year contract for the minimum. Now I think next year he's going to sign like a three or thirty million dollar contract, something like that. I think that's what he's probably going to sign next year because he's going to have high volume minutes for the Kings because the Kings aren't that good. As much as their commentator likes to say, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Um. 
we don't really like you, and that's why we don't watch your version of NBA basketball, because the Kings aren't that good. Um, they've got some exciting young pieces. They've got Buddy Heald, and they've got De'Aaron Fox. So they've got a nice backcourt. They had Bogdan Bogdanovich, and we're like, I know, um, uh, Nemanja Bialica is his name, I think. They had these nice young pieces for their team, and now they let Bogdan walk. Uh, he went to Atlanta, which I don't know why he went to Atlanta over Milwaukee. I guess the dude prefers to make money over competing for championships. Although I think Atlanta's going to be pretty good this year. I, I just don't think they're going to be like... Their defense is going to be terrible. I mean, I'm just going to put it out there right now. you got guys like Trey Young and uh, Kevin Herter and... Uh, Bogdan and you know the guys that can you know shoot the three ball, but none of these guys are particularly all that great at defending. And you know, Bogdan's a decent defensive player. Like he's not like Trey Young, but he's not Clay Thompson either, who unfortunately tore his Achilles after tearing his ACL. By the time he gets back, he'll have missed over two years. Um, coming after after his championship injury. I think this is the end of the Warriors dynasty. And I know people are like, well, it's not really a dynasty because dynasties dominate entire decades. Well, they dominated an entire half decade. They won three championships in five seasons. So that's that's pretty dominant, I would say. Um, they're going to still be a really good team. And this year, I think they're going to be probably... I would say their peak is probably at the three seed if, if Denver or L.A., the Clippers, struggle a little bit, which I think the Clippers probably could struggle a little bit this year without uh, Montrez and those guys. They've gotten a little bit more shallow. They've lost some of their depth. Lakers have gotten a lot of depth, but LeBron's still getting older, and that team runs as LeBron runs, and I think they're going to be a really good team this year. they got Schroeder now, and they got Montrez now. They let Dwight walk, so they lost Dwight. They lost Rajon Rondo. So it's not like the guys they gained were just, oh, look at who we got. We didn't lose anybody. They still lost pieces. And they still think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. But I think so is everybody else. I mean, they had a top five easiest road to the NBA finals to a championship in the history of the game. If you do not believe me, it's a stat. Um, there's this stat that I found that like ranks all of like the easiest the easiest schedules um that that like um ranks the roads to the finals based on um I think it's like how much they win by per game or something like that. Um I don't remember what it's called, real or actual something. I don't remember. But I found it, and there's like a YouTube video out there on it, and I've done my research on it online. It doesn't help my case that I can't remember what the status called. It sounds like I'm pulling stuff out of you know where, but I'm not. But the Lakers are going to be good this year again. They're the Lakers, so I'm not completely surprised. Uh, the Lakers are Anthony Davis is rumored to not want to make his decision until Giannis makes his. Um. I don't know if Anthony Davis understands how cap room and management works. Because in order for you to get Giannis, you would either have to ship off 
everybody on your team except you and LeBron, or LeBron would just have to be like, nah, fam, I'm going to retire now. And either way, Giannis isn't coming to L.A. He's not going to, uh, he said it himself, I'm not going to L.A., New York, Miami, you know, huge market teams. And that's not to say he's not going to leave. He's just not going to the Lakers, the Clippers, or the Heat. He's definitely not going to the Heat after after what happened. And he probably won't go to Toronto after what happened a couple years ago as well. So, I mean, there's a couple teams out there that can offer him. There's a bunch of teams out there that can offer him a max money. But he's going to have to win. So you're going to have to have a better team around him than what he already has in Milwaukee while convincing him it's a good idea to take a massive pay cut and leave everything in Milwaukee behind, the team that gave him a chance. So I I just don't see it. I just I see Giannis signing the max contract, playing it out, and testing free agency again when he's like, what, 29, 30 years old? When he actually, when winning a championship should start to actually be questioned? Not when he's 24 years old and didn't make it past the conference finals in his first playoff run. You know, Jordan had to fail a couple times. LeBron had to fail a couple times. Durant had to fail a couple times. Curry had to go through his injuries. You know, these, these guys didn't just waltz in their second season and come on and win a championship. I know Magic did, but he had Kareem. So you have like two of the top, what, six or seven greatest players in the history of the game on your team in the 1970s, early 80s. So they have the they had the best players and they won the championship and Magic played super well, but Kareem was the best player on that team. Giannis doesn't have that Dwayne Wade, that Kyrie Irving, that Steph Curry, that Klay Thompson, that um, he doesn't have that Scottie Pippen, the Shaq, or the Kobe, depending on which person you thought was better. He, he doesn't have he doesn't have that. And in this league that we're playing in now, you have to. This isn't the two thousands anymore. This isn't Dirk Nowitzki and Kobe. And uh, Allen Iverson, even though he didn't win a championship. It it isn't these dudes anymore. It's not you get one ultra-talented generational player, a bunch of really decent pieces, and go and win a championship. That's not what happens in the NBA anymore. Super teams came back alive. They were dead for like 10 years between 98 and 2008, I wouldn't call the Kobe and Shaq Lakers a dream team. They had Kobe and Shaq, but that's not really a super team. They just had two really, really good players. So it was dead for like, what, 10 years until like 2008 when Allen and, uh, what was that? Allen and uh, Garnett came to Boston with Rondo and Pierce. I won a couple of championships. And LeBron's like, bro, I got to beat these guys, but I can't beat them here in Cleveland. I'm going to go to Miami with Wade. I'm going to recruit Bosh. Then that happened. They were dominant until 2014, minus the Spurs, who were a dynasty, minus the Spurs. So 
you go back. He goes back to Cleveland, creates another super team by the team having Kyrie already, and then grabbing a dude who just averaged like 28, what was it, like 25 points and 13 rebounds a game the previous season for Minnesota, brought him to the Cleveland Cavaliers, created a super team over there, then Durant's like, bro, I got to beat LeBron. So then Durant hops on the train, goes to Golden State with Curry and Thompson. They create a dynasty. And now you've got it where for like, what was that layer? Like one season we had duos. You had like LeBron and AD and you had uh, Kawhi and Paul George and um, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, Giannis and Middleton, Damon CJ, uh, Curry and Thompson. You know, you, you had these dudes, these these duos. It was like the 2000s again. But how long did that really last? About one season. Because now, the, the, on paper, you might not say the Lakers team they got now is a super team. But if you think about it, you got four dudes on your team that can go get you 20 points. Pretty easily. You've got Montrez. You've got Dennis Schroeder. You've got LeBron and AD. Three of those guys can get you 30 with relative ease. Schroeder's very capable of getting you 30, especially if he's coming off the bench and playing for the Lakers. So you've got that going for you. It's just, I don't know, it's harder for small market teams. It's harder for the teams like the Washington Wizards or the Portland Trailblazers, the Phoenix Suns, the Sacramento Kings, the Dallas Mavericks, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Detroit Pistons. It's harder for these teams, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Indiana Pacers, any team in the Midwest, any team like Orlando's not a huge market because they've got Miami right next to them. You know, it, it's just, it's hard to compete when you've got big market teams nabbing all the stars. At, at some point, these quote-unquote loyal ballers or these dogs, you'd call them, are going to have to break the mold and they're going to have to team up. A guy like Dame is going to have to be like, yo, I'm sorry, Portland. I love you, but I got to go join Milwaukee or Detroit or Indiana or uh, Sacramento or, you know, Milwaukee is the best example because their team's actually good. But, yo, I'm so, look, I'm sorry. I have to join the Bucks or I have to join a smaller market team like, one of these young dogs, I can't get him to join us. I'm going to have to go over there. I'm sorry. This just is what it has to be done, you know. And they're going to have to go over there, and they're going to have to, you know, do what they have to do, you know. Maybe maybe Dame says, if you get CJ to come over there, um, then I'll go too. Then I'll sign in free agency or something. So, basically, the Bucks. And so let's say the Bucks then trade Middleton over to the Trailblazers for essentially straight up from a column, but then Lillard signs as well. So now you've got Dame, CJ, and Giannis all in Milwaukee, or Portland gets Giannis to join Portland or something like that. That's probably what it's going to take. Or LeBron's just going to have to retire. I don't know, which might never happen. Whatever comes first um, at this point. Because I don't know if these younger kids... You know, Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons, Embiid, Giannis, Chris Stapps, Luka, Booker, 
These guys are these guys are pretty loyal dudes. It's like back to the two thousands again. These are pretty loyal dudes. These guys aren't just like you know what, let's up and hop shit. Because the dudes like KD and LeBron and Curry grew up watching Jordan create like a super team, and like grew up watching Magic and Bird create quote unquote super teams, so they could win. But guys like Tatum, Booker, Giannis, Porzingis, Luca. Grew up watching guys like Kobe, Pierce, Wade, uh, Bosch, um, T Mac, Dwight Howard. You know, in the twenty, in the two thousands, and they were dominant, and they were basically solos. Allen Iverson is a huge favorite among people between my age and thirty. You know what I mean? Because we all watched him play. You know, guys like you know, guys my age might have only seen the end of his career, but we all know who he was. You know what I mean? If you if you watch enough basketball, you'll know who he is. But it's just that certain way. And they're gonna have to figure out a way without tampering. But it's just the NBA is changing, man. Um and this is what I mean when I say dudes are loyal. Pelicans and Brandon Ingram agree to a five year hundred and fifty eight million dollar max contract. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. His name was in the trade rumors apparently. Yeah, he's not going nowhere. He planned to sign Bam Adebayo to a five-year, $163 million extension. Yeah, he's also staying. Oh, by the way, last year, as soon as free agency hit, Nikola Jokic signed that big, massive contract. I don't understand why everyone thinks Giannis is leaving. All these other these other dudes, whether they're on Giannis's level or not, the only dude that's even close to his level is probably Jokic. I like, hey, you know what? Let's just let's just like chill, man. I mean, I don't know why we're going anywhere. We're all like twenty-something years old. We're trying to get the bag. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins joins on a one-year contract with the Rockets. Markeith Morris signing one-year deal to return to the Lakers. Dario Saric signs a three-year, $27 million contract to stay with the Suns. Wasn't he originally drafted by the Suns and then traded to the Sixers and then went to the Timberwolves and then back to the Suns? I don't know. Raptors agree to sign free agent center Alex Lent. Aaron Baines, Raptors, agree to a two-year contract. Marcus Saw with the Lakers. Raptors with a two-year, $4 million contract for Bembry. Boucher agrees to go back to the Raptors. Raptors' Fred Van Vliet agreed to a four-year, $85 million contract. Yeah, he's staying too, and that's a big contract for Van Vliet, but he deserved it. Serge Ibaka agrees to a two-year deal with the Clippers. Yeah, that's a good deal too. Also, another top 15 player in the NBA deciding to stay with his franchise, but you don't see him getting criticized. Probably because this dude's name is Jason Tatum and he plays for the Celtics. Again, a big franchise. If Giannis played for the Rockets, the Spurs, the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Knicks, the Nets, the Heat, he wouldn't be getting this kind of, hey, he should leave vibe because he's in a small market now. Five-year, $195 million contract to stay with the Boston Celtics. I agree with the move. I like the move. I'm glad he stayed. Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz grew to a five-year max extension. Yeah, people were saying Mitchell needs some help. No, he ain't going nowhere. He's staying. Good choice. Austin Rivers and the Knicks agree to a three-year contract. Willie Cauley-Stein and the Mavericks on a two-year deal. Harry Giles to the Blazers on a one-year deal. Kent Bazemore is on a one-year contract to the Warriors. And Rondo agrees to a two-year $15 million contract with the Hawks. I think Rondo's on his last limbs. I think he's just there to help the Hawks become a contender. Because I think by the time he retires, they'll be a contender when he's done in about two years. LeBron at that point will be how old? 96 at that point. But, you know, Nerlens Noel five-year deal with the 
then we talked about his deal. Thompson assigns to a two-year night to right out the Celtics. Wanamakers to the Warriors. Millsap and the Nuggets agree to a one-year $10 million contract. This dude's still getting paid double digits. Millsap's agent's got some heat under him, too. Carmelo has finalized a deal to return to Portland. Javon Carter's a three-year $11.5 million deal with the Suns. Albert Payton's going to the Knicks. The Suns also get Jay Crowder on a three-year $30 million contract. That's a contract and a half for Jay Crowder. That's a good contract. Heat and Avery Bradley, two years, $11.6 million. This dude didn't do anything and still got $11.6 million. He is not the player he was in Boston, and I still think these contenders think they can push these guys back to what they were. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we already talked about Gordon Hayward and Bobby Portis and Augustine. Chris Dunn's going to the Hawks. Mo Harkless agreed to the deal with the Heat. Uh, Connaughton's coming back to the Bucks on a three-year $16 million deal. He might be just used just for a trade bait. I don't know. Uh, Alec Burks is on a deal with the Knicks. Holiday returns to the Pacers. Marcus Morris, a four-year, $64 million contract to the Clippers. This dude's getting paid $16 million to step on the opponent person's ankle. You kidding me? If there's one dude that doesn't deserve a $16 million contract, it's him. The dude really, he's another body, he's another quote-unquote body you can throw at LeBron. Well, maybe he'd be a quote-unquote body you could throw at LeBron if you could get past the Denver Nuggets. So that might help you a little bit. Joe Harris, four-year, $75 million contract with the Nets. Dude is making bank. I don't know how you're expected to sign James Harden when you just signed this dude doing your $20 million, $20 million per year contract. So good luck with that. Jeremy Grant signs a three-year, $60 million with the Pistons. Yeah, this dude, Jeremy Grant, was a role player. This dude just signed a $20 million per year dollar contract. So good for him. Derek Jones Jr., two years, $19 million, with the Bla- $19 million deal with the Blazers. Now, this is a good sign for the Blazers. They need some more athleticism. Christian Wood, three or $41 million deal with the Rockets. He could have made more money. I don't understand how a dude like Marcus Morris is making more than a guy like Christian Wood. Christian Wood, Christian Wood is a younger kid. If you haven't heard of him, he uh, played for the Wisconsin Herd a couple years back. He won the MVP. He joined the box, was pulled up to the box. For their initial playoff, couple playoff runs, uh, he was released by the team to pull up Frank Mason, who everybody, including myself, was quite upset at. But then Frank Mason ended up winning G League MVP, and I think he's going to be. I think Frank Mason's going to be pretty good. Frank Mason's my guy. He went to Kansas, so he's my guy. Um, that's a good contract. That's a good contract for both for both sides. Um, yeah. Then you've got Dwight Howard's going to the Sixers. Um, Montrezl Harrell, two-year deal. Trey Burke is going to the Mavs. Malik Beasley, four-year, $60 million. The, what? I haven't seen this. Four-year, $60 million contract for Malik Beasley resigning the Timberwolves. Yeah, that dude doesn't, that doesn't, guy doesn't deserve $15 million. Danilo Gallinari, three-year, $61.5 million deal with the Hawks. $20 million, $20.5 million for Danilo Gallinari. This dude is still making $20 million a game because this dude is making $1 million for per one point in the NBA he scores. Uh, the Kings and Fox are going to do a five-year, $163 million maximum extension. Yeah, Giannis should leave, but the dude that's been living in mediocrity is the fastest point guard in the NBA. Inks a five-year, $163 million contract. Riddle me that, Batman. Yeah, this is a great deal. Um, I'm glad that Fox returned to the Kings. I think the Kings could be building something, although their ownership is absolute hot trash. So we'll see about that. Josh Jackson finalizing a deal with the Pistons. 
Okay, Drogic is re-signing that team at a two-year $37.4 million deal. And just like that, that max slot they had is officially gone. You just signed a very old point guard to a $18.7 million per year deal contract. Yikes. Yeah, I don't know about that one. He didn't even win the championship. Jazz agreed to deal with Jordan to deals with Jordan Clarkson and Derek Favors. Four-year, $52 million contract with Clarkson. Deserves that. Derek Favors, three-year, $27 million. Also deserves that. Wes Matthews on a $3.6 million deal with the Lakers. Yeah, Wes Matthews is like my third or fourth favorite player on my favorite team. Now I don't like him as much anymore because he went to the Lakers. That sucks. Pat Patterson on a one-year deal. Plumlee, three-year, $25 million deal with the Pistons. Spurs, Drew Eubanks, Real Madrid Compenzano, Compazzo agrees to a two-year deal with the Nuggets. Facundo, 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 Compazzo, Campazzo, I don't know. He's agreed to a two-year deal with the Denver Nuggets. I, I have absolutely no idea who that is, but he played for Real Madrid, and Spain's got a pretty good basketball team out there, so he might be pretty good. Um, Ronnie Hellas Jefferson agrees with the Timberwolves. So... Longtime NBA veteran Andrew Bogut announces retirement from basketball. Huh. Oh, well, sad to hear that one. Former number one pick in 2005 by the Bucks. Yeah, we really drafted this dude number one overall. He was really good till he snapped his elbow in half and it was never the same again. He's not going to play in the Olympics either. That's kind of uh, unfortunate. Anyway, we rapid paced. Uh, Rapidly went through all of the free agency for the NBA. We talked about tampering. Talked about just about everything I wanted to get through. So, I am Jonathan Arndt from American Dream Sports. And this is it. This is all I got for you. Uh, probably putting out another announcement at some point in the next week or so. I might record another episode tomorrow or something like that. I don't know, but I don't know when I'm going to put it out. Life's been busy, but now that Black Friday and everything else is Thanksgiving is out of the window, out and gone. I'll be able to get back to doing this a little bit more. Uh, I enjoy doing this. Uh, again, I, I always enjoy it. So this is Jonathan Hart from American Dream Sports. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful night, and thank you for listening.